शगा हाय दिस इज मिशेल खनान एंड यूर लिसनिंग टू दी रेडिकली सेल्फिश पॉडकास्ट रेडिकली सेल्फिश इज ए मूवमेंट इट्स अ पर्सनल रेवोल्यूशन एंड सो आई एम टॉकिंग टू वुमेन दैट हैव पर्सनली रेवोल्यूशनाइज देयर ओन लाइफ एंड टेक इन बैक द डेफिनेशन फॉर वट इट मीन्स टू बी हैप्पी हेल्थी एंड टू डू थिंग्स देयर ओन वे फक वट सोसाइटी टेल्स यू टू डू यू गेट टू लिव द लाइफ दैट यू वॉन्ट Today I'm talking to Gabriela Flores. She's a life coach and hypnotherapist who has learned how to tap into universal energy to bring massive shifts into her life. So, <laughs> if you can imagine, the beginning of this podcast gets real deep real quick. I love talking to Gabriela because well, she feels like home to me. We actually both grew up in the same working class neighborhood in Queens and even went to the same high school, but we only connected recently, totally random. And she's an example of someone who comes from a place that isn't stereotypically spiritual or conscious or maybe even that deep, but really made something special because she believed in herself and who she is and brought those gifts through for herself, her family. and her clients. I love talking to Gabriella and I know you'll love this interview. Hey everyone, this is Michelle Kanan and I'm here with Gabriella Flores who I guess you could call a life coach and a hypnotherapist but is so much more than that. So Gabriella, why don't you just let everybody know like who are you? What are you about? <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, what's going on? Michelle, thank you so much for having me. Totally. I love 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 everything about Michelle. Yeah, it's so weird because especially in the spiritual community, you have so many different labels thrown at you just cuz I think people need to understand something in order to place a meaning on it. Um I really don't think I have a label in terms of what I do. I just prefer to be someone who has been brought on your path for a purpose that's been divinely guided and then somehow I can be serving you as a conduit to your healing path and your healing journey. And um that sometimes involves hypnosis, <laughs> but mostly it involves me tapping into your energy. which I feel honored to do but I feel that I don't have a necessary label at all. I just think it's like you can get lost with that and then I think it limits you when you say this is just what I am when we're just really souls just trying to serve humanity and do what we're supposed to do on this beautiful planet. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good point you brought up. I know for um like I've been doing my work in this iteration for about 7 years now and for so much of that i even found i was like hiding behind my label or my certification like oh i'm a somatic healer or like oh i this is the kind of work that i do and it was limiting myself and my power in some way because i made it about like the training that i had and not what actually like is all the power that i have and these are just the tools that i'm using to to convey that and i think a, a lot of healers feel that way or even even a lot of people out there right they can minimize themselves Absolutely. in those really subconscious ways right Absolutely and i think it is all about um knowing your power um recently i have been sort of exploring this idea of inner power and not on a level of oh well you know this is what i'm good at this is what like you said you're certified in but more of um more of a sense of what is truly inside of me 
the layers and layers and layers. And um, so I did a 40-day fast. What? <laughs> yeah, I did one um, about a month and a half ago um, because I was receiving a lot of different energies that weren't of what we call high vibration. And they were just... Um, really kind of getting to me and I sort of meditated on it and I received a download that said, you've got to put yourself in a position to surrender to the divine. And I was like, well, how am I going to do that? And they said, you need to detach yourself from your flesh. I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) You know, no one knows exactly what that means, but they said, you're going to be fasting. So I did some green juices and I did it once two, three times a day. And the first week was intense because it was like, I guess you could say I'm an emotional eater. So who isn't, right? We just use our celebration and things like that. And I realized I don't have food to comfort me. So now what do I do? I had to go in and in and in and realize that I don't belong to my body. I belong to something absolutely supernatural in this universe. Um, I don't know what it's called just yet because again, there's that label that we want to put on something. And what I learned was we all have this ability inside of us. It's like that fire they say in your tummy or in Michelle's case, this beautiful miracle (laughs) Um, that just basically tells you I can create, I can heal, I can help myself, I can serve others but I have a bigger purpose. Like this body is just, it's just like the surface of the cake. And then once I got out of 40 day fast, reintroduced solids back, I started to help people that were having those same thoughts that weren't of high vibration. And they ended up being thoughts that were, I would have to say, hopelessness. Mm. And I said to them, is it possible that maybe what you're receiving is messages from something above us, something out of our control, because they're intimidated by your power. And so if you realized how powerful you are, they would dissipate, they would cease to exist. And it's like a shift went from being hopeless to hopeful, but not in a sense of everything's going to be okay, but more of, I feel that there is more to what my purpose is, he- like why I'm supposed to be here. And so I learned this through my fast. So what I'm speaking about is like the stuff that happened to Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade, you know, in terms of that world where you can easily feel like, what's the point? And I think it has a lot to do with this misplacement of your power, forgetting what your true power really is. Um, and all, I, all I'm kind of now exploring is sort of because I felt like it was the absence of something that really taught me, you know, its greatest value. So when I had no food, it sounds like Gandhi stuff, but it's like when I didn't have any food, I had to rely solely on spirit. And, I, and that's when I felt the most free. That's... <laughs> so interesting. I mean, there's so many threads that I could pull apart there, right? Yeah. Like learning how to surrender or that, or what, what is actually surrender in that point. And then also there's this other part of me that wants to ask you like how you got here, because yeah. um, for those of you that are listening, me and Gabriella, <laughs> uh, we didn't know each other back then, but we both grew up in 
queens in like yes. a working class community yes. like we did not grow up learning this kind of stuff or yes. like tapping into these kinds of <laughs> ideas and it's such a it's such a far place or such a uh, totally yes. 360 degree place from the way that we grew up so maybe maybe let's just take it there right like you just totally <laughs> dove in and i'm like yeah. you're like wait a minute where did we go <laughs> i want to go on this cosmic ride with you let's just ground down first like how did you get there how did you get from like just like me girl from queens like that when you started talking about this stuff people are like what is she the sure she yeah exactly for real exactly. i mean and that happens to all of us on the spiritual path um it, i i say that there's like levels you know you're your, your ascension. But um, yeah, Michelle's right. Uh, just, <laughs> just like a, you know, a typical Queens girl, like, you know, enjoying everything. But it's funny, though, you know, I think that even as a kid, you feel that, you know, you know, that there's something not necessarily special, but I like to say different. Yes. Right. Um, that I remember growing up, I was like, I just like knew certain things that I would call them downloads. And I would then say it to my friends and my friends would be like, how'd you know that was going to happen? I'm like, wait a minute, you don't, you didn't know that. And they were like, no. And I remember growing up in a very Catholic Christian household. It was very shunned upon to have these powers, right? Uh, They say that anything that involves like not of a book or religion, right? Um, It's considered the devil. <laughs> it's Satan, not today, Satan. Um, and so I kind of felt like I shunned that part, but it became something, not just a shunning, it became something that I didn't understand. And then it also became something that I felt was like I hated. I started to like have like self-loathing and self-worthy issues because I was like, no one gets it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> so I kind of just allowed myself to be desensitized and say, well, this is the mainstream. So let's kind of go with what the mainstream is doing and repress that. But no matter how much I try to run, it was always still there. Like this is part of you and it's supposed to serve you and it's going to serve others. So, um, I then went on this sort of path of wanting to help people. And it just, and I was like, that's the one thing I know. I definitely want to help them in whatever way, whether it's being present for them, um, you know, whatever they need, I just wanted to be that. And then I realized, okay, I'll start, you know, going to school for psychology, but I hated the whole medicine, not hating on medicine at all, but more like I hated that it became impersonal. It was like, you're a number, you're a patient, and that's it. I wanted to really be there, be present for that person. And so I started to find different things on my end, on my path, that I guess you could say relationships taught me. Love being the greatest teacher ever to teach us like the biggest things that we need to know about ourselves my nutrition, I became a vegan. And then of course, the beautiful world of meditation that truly made me say, I have to shut off the mainstream. I have to shut off the expectations of what I believe I'm supposed to be and just go within and listen to what the voice is telling me. Yeah, this is such a crucial point you're making right now. It's it's actually a turning point that many of the women that have been on this podcast have experienced and talked about, which is that you know, and we call it a moment, but it's not just a moment, right? It was, it's not 
that we only have a realization. It's like a chain of events that happen that lead us to a place where it's like, you know, I, I can't do things a normal way anymore. And I need to learn how to listen to myself mm-hmm. and how to trust myself and how to make decisions that are coming. You could call it from like intuition or from higher power yeah. or from just like a deep internal confidence that like, I know how to walk this path. Yes. Right. And so I think you're talking about realizations and then also tools that helped you tap into that and start making those kinds of choices to live life like that. Right. Absolutely. Because it's so hard to discern the voice of ego and the, the voice of intuition because the ego, they're very, they kind of sound a little similar. So you're almost like, oh, well, this is the ego is the doubt and the intuition is the peace. You know, um, even if it's something that you don't really, really want, like the intuition could be like, no, you kind of have to go this way or that way. Um, And I went and I was originally I was going to become a teacher, um, an elementary school teacher. I told this to Michelle (laughs) um, because I love kids. And um, and I remember going to take my last exam to get certified as a teacher. And I walked to that you know, test location. And I can't explain it to you. I swear this universe is supernatural because it felt like a sense of doom. Mm. Like it was that moment. It was like a moment of this is not what you're meant to do. That's not the feeling that you want an elementary school teacher to ever have. Right? No, no. <laughs> Even though I feel like they do have those moments because of the things that sure. go on and everything. But that was the moment. And I was like, okay. So I knew my intuition was saying, this isn't for you, but I could have settled, settled for, I did all the schooling. I did all the studying and. But I put so much into it. Time, money. My my entire life was, I'm going to be a school teacher. This is what I'm going to do. And even since I was little, I would write on the chalkboard and have lesson plans. So it was like everything I thought I knew would, when was telling me, no, you like it, you enjoy it, but that's not what you're here to do. So what was the difference for you? Because you hear people that like get married and they know like, okay, I shouldn't be with this person or like mm-hmm. buy a home and, and they know like, mm, this isn't the right place for you. Like what makes you different? Like what made you listen, actually listen to yourself, right? It was because it, it was such a feeling of... I just, it felt like the entire world was, <laughs> I felt like I was, I was getting, you know, I was going to a place that would lead to my misery, <laughs> you know, um, not to say that life itself is always going to be this amazing, incredible place, but it's definitely going to be a path that you're going to be grateful to be on. And it kind of, that's what I think ultimately I felt like I had to really listen to was I wasn't going to be grateful to take that path. I, I don't know if that is, it helps in, um, understanding when you feel that, when you feel that weird sense of doom and gloom, not just no shade to school teachers because they are the noblest <laughs> kick-ass teachers out there. They're superheroes. Right. That's not what you're it talking wasn't, about. I mean, that's right. not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about my path specifically, that it was just like, this is not what you're meant to do. And I think ultimately that's why we have to believe in something bigger than ourselves because we're not brought here just to exist. 
we're brought here to live out a purpose. Mm. And I think we complicate ourselves because we're like, what is that purpose? (laughs) You know, tell me now I'll do it. Sure. No problem. I'll surrender. And it's like, that's not how it works. I love that. Right. Like, yeah, sure. I'll surrender. Like, no big deal. You know, (laughs) can we talk a little bit about that? Like I've, I'll say struggled in my life. Like I've gotten messages um, from experiences that I've had from teachers, from ceremonies that I've done where it's just like, you need to surrender. Like you must, if you want this to happen, then you must surrender. And I'm like, okay, cool. Sure. Like I'll surrender, not knowing fully like what that means. That sometimes it can feel like dying or sometimes it can feel like you think you understand what you're giving up or what it means, but you totally have no idea Mm -hmm. Um, what, what would you say? Like, cause a lot of us, when we get to those moments of truth, we want to pull back or like, we want to keep ourselves mm-hmm. safe from that. Like how, how, do, how does somebody walk through that? moment? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Let's just say those are, those are what I call the kick-ass angels that are just like, I'm going to surrender completely. Um, but it ultimately feels as if, you, everything you've ever known has been a complete lie. (laughs) It was all an illusion and it feels as if you were dying (laughs) to say the least. I wish I could make it, um, more, more, um, enticing, (laughs) but it's not right for the people that, for the people that are like, yeah, that sounds really great. Thanks for promoting it that way for me. No problem. Sorry guys. But it's a big difference, right? Like everyone saying love and light and spiritual gangster and like, yeah, there there are feel good um, elements to that journey too. afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> or before, or before. Yeah, because there is. It's true. It's such a it's such a feeling. But why you're going through it? I always say, be grateful um, because. We often think like, oh, we're always trying to get to the next place, next spot, next spot, next spot, and then we get to a point where we're like you know what, maybe the stuff in between is real life. And maybe the destination is to, you know, go on to the next. Right. Like as if there is a destination. Well, right. That's the whole idea. I don't know if that's true. I think it's just all the stuff we're doing in between. So when that happens to you, consider yourself grateful, even though you're going to feel as if you're losing your mind. You can curse on the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I was like, you're going to lose your fucking mind. <laughs> I was trying to like, you know, two, censor it. Two Queens girls have yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I've had the, you know, I've, but what's great though is that when you're experiencing it, it's this, it's this rebirth, right? So you're having this, you know, I have to bring it to, to what Michelle is experiencing. Michelle is literally blessing this world with a brand new miracle. I'm pregnant. Y'all. She's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, exactly. But there's so much. And then the experience of that is going to, once you go through that, it's going to ultimately make you realize like, I am this incredibly strong person and then it's going to bring on this new love for yourself where you're going to feel like you're like first of all michelle's wonder woman now (laughs) but when you go through this you're going to feel like 
like there's like turbo super strength. That's what happens when we go through those experiences. Right. And birth being a really intense or even like the transition That's, that my body's going through right now. Right. You know, like it's this huge change. And and what I was thinking about while you were talking is like, how does somebody know um how does somebody recognize where they're at? Right. Like a lot of times when we're in that struggle, we're so caught up in the struggle, whether yeah. or in our depression or in our anxiety that it's hard to see the forest from the trees, so to speak, you know, like right. all we feel is the pain or the uh discontentment or whatever it is, you know, how, how do how do you always remember that you're part of a process? Like how can you like pull away from being in that struggle and just realize like there, there's a phrase that I tell my clients a lot, which is you are the sky and everything else is just the weather passing through. Like yes. how, do you, how do you, how do people remember that and tap into that? So word? it's so awesome that you're saying this because when I went through this struggle, all I wanted to do was escape it. Yeah. <laughs> Who does it? Right. No one wants to feel it. And then after getting to the other side, I almost wished I had recorded it because there was so much, there was so much there. So even within the struggle and the process that we're going through, Mm -hmm. there is so many gifts. There's so much wisdom, but we're so focused on getting out of it because we're like, this is absolutely the craziest thing I had ever decided to sign to or surrender myself to. And it's like, God, really? Yeah. Like why? But I always say writing is the best process. If you feel like you don't understand what you're going through, write about it. Basically hold this non-judgmental space for yourself, record yourself and just, just blurt it out fuck, fuck, shit, fuck, fuck, you know, whatever it may be, or it may be some tools. And then I always say through the darkness, that is when we really find out our true power. Because in the light, you in the light, you're flowing. In the light, you're flying. In the darkness, you're, you're grounding. In the darkness, you're literally going through your dirt and you're saying, is this dirt helping me grow or is this dirt keeping me down? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you kind of have to allow yourself to, I guess it's it's one of those things where how would you hold space for someone who's going through it? You know, a friend, a family member, a client, you would hold compassion, you would hold empathy, you would hold, just just let it out, whatever it is. And it's like, but it doesn't make sense. But I'm being a rat. No, you're judging. Mm. You're judging yourself because you're having an experience. Love yourself because you're having an experience. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking of a recent conversation that I've had where the person was like, I'm so low. I'm so depressed. Like we're, and we're back to labels, right? Mm -hmm. We're so easy and quick to put those kinds of labels and judgments on the experiences that we're having. I wonder if part of it could even be like relabeling or reframing those kinds of experiences. Why not? Right. Learning like, like something that I learned about anxiety in my work is that it it's just a lot of freaking energy, right? So how do you yes. use that energy instead of like, 
I'm anxious, I'm anxious, I'm anxious. Oh my God, I'm anxious. What can I do to make it stop? It's like, well, how do you ride that wave of energy? You know? Well, we're trying to control it. Right. And then we're trying to label it. It's like, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. And sometimes it's right. It, it's 100% energy, but it's coming up for a reason. Mm. Why is it coming up? I realize everything that I've ever created anxiously or non-created, <laughs> it comes up for me to tell me, you're going to step out of your comfort zone and it's going to be something completely out of your control where you're not going to know what's going to come from it, but you're going to love it. And you're like, but I don't know. Correct. But I want to know. But you're not supposed to. That's the surrender. Mm. The true, true surrender is that you're not supposed to know. So I always say, you'll say, I trust in the universe. Okay. And then the universe will say, now surrender to it. And you're like, but I trust you. That is surrender. No. Prove it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like the trust comes conditionally. Like we're saying, well, things are good now. So I trust you. Mm -hmm. I trust that you're going to make everything. But when things are changes, right? Changes is the biggest factor of anxiety. It's like, oh, things are moving along. Where is everything going? And then the universe is like, surrender to it. And you're just like, I said I trusted you, you know, and the universe is like, right, now surrender to these changes. Yeah, I always find that those are like, the, those moments when they come or those challenges when they come is like a, a testing ground, basically. It's like, okay, did you really learn this lesson? Yeah. Like, I know you're saying that. I know you think that, like, prove it now, you know, or like, let's test it out. Let's see. And that you'll continue to get those kinds of lessons that really just pick on your pattern, right? That like really pick on that part of you <laughs> that triggers you until you can finally like let go. let go or walk through it. And sometimes you can do it by yourself, but sometimes, you know, working with someone that's outside of you that can help you see those kinds of things gives you so much perspective, right? And such an ability to like, to have that space and to have that um, like, or to get those extra tools or knowledge, like for how to walk through those things. Like I know in my own journey. I've had so many teachers and coaches and mentors and guides and ceremonies. Thank you for all those beautiful people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it's easy for us to talk about it now. Now after we walk through. Oh something. yeah. The now is so great. Exactly. But then the back then was like, somebody hand me a map, please. <laughs> like, let me get to it. It feels like Narnia, you know, it feels like you're on a journey. But, um, but like I said, would you, so this is, this is probably the crazy question I'm going to throw out to you, Give Michelle, it. is that would you, if you had to do it all over again, would you? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's something that I realized I, I, I was having a conversation uh, with my husband and I realized I don't have regrets actually, because when I want something I do it. You know, I, I live a life, a conscious life, an intentional life where I just don't hold out on myself in those ways. So there's nothing that I look back and I'm like, I, I wish that I had made a different decision or the only wishes that I had is that I got it faster, that I understood it faster. You know, there's moments in my life where I'm like, looking back, I really didn't have to struggle so long or so hard. I mean, I guess I did yeah. because all things happen in the, in the time. In the they process. Do. Yeah. Um, but that, just looking back when you get to the other side of that struggle and you're like, Oh, and you have your light bulb moment. So it's, that's the only change that I would make, but that's why I keep studying. That's why I keep doing this work so that I can make that process just flow better. But in terms of like change, you know, everything that I went through, whether I consider it relevant or not brought 
me exactly where I am now. And I'm very happy. Wonder Woman status. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So in that regard, and and that's, that, that's something that is, um, is so clear for me. I I do like a lot of reading. I I talk to a lot of amazing people like you intentionally, you know, because I want to be around these ideas and I want to be around this kind of expansive energy with myself. Um, so concepts like this of, like living for yourself, knowing that you're living for yourself because there's nothing in your past that like there aren't decisions I made for other people. Or if I did in that moment, I've changed that or I've remedied that to fully be living in this like embodied and inspired ways. I I mean, that's just like the best feeling in the yeah. world, right? She's amazing. <laughs> I, I didn't invite Gabrielle on to like big up me like this. I didn't, I'm not going to tell her. I'm to just stop. naturally this way. <laughs> well, actually, for I speak the truth. So, I mean, that's the, but you know, I think it's so important to just be part of that. You know, I know so many people going through where, you know, you were um, before, prior to making that decision. And um, it's such a struggle, it's such a journey. But I tell them, I'm like, you're not alone. You're just never alone. And it's like, yeah, but I do feel alone. I feel, and I'm like, no, like you are never alone. You think you are. Um, so, you know, if I had to give any sort of sound advice, I would say surrender to your vulnerability. Say more. What, what does that mean? Like, yes, that sounds <laughs> awesome, but let's, let's get real. Like, what does it mean so, to do that? What does that mean? So it means that when you truly put yourself on this path of love and say, I'm going through something. I acknowledge what I'm going through. I don't understand why I'm going through it, but I am choosing to honor it. Mm. Instead of fight it. Instead of fighting it. Instead of putting it in a box, duct taping it shut and putting it away (laughs) where you can't see it. I'm going to honor it. When you love yourself on that level, so it's basically like that time, that period where you are going through a very deep, dark place is just the universe's way of, I want you to love yourself. And it's like, but how can I do that? How can I love myself? And sometimes it's not easy. It's actually not. It's really not easy to learn how to love yourself in that place that's not familiar. And and to be clear, learning to love yourself isn't only standing in front of the mirror and saying, I love myself. Amen. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just how much acceptance can you give yourself? How much support can you give yourself? How much space can you give yourself to go through something without like getting judgmental or critical or, or wishing certain parts of you didn't exist or that you are a different kind of person, right? Like how do you get to that baseline where you just know that everything that you are and everything that you're going through is fundamentally okay. Right. Like we're not broken. (laughs) Like Like, there's nothing wrong with us. Like that's, that's the vulnerability. That's exactly what the vulnerability is. It's like you would say, I'm going to allow this space to just show you the parts that I don't understand. That's being vulnerable Mm. that I don't understand this, but I'm going to show it to you. Mm. You know, it's like, it's like if I came and I were to bring something and I'd be like, Michelle, I don't even know what this is. Can you help me? You'd be like, okay, let's figure it out. Like, let's look at what it is. Why is it okay for you to honor that for me, but not for yourself? 
you know? And so I think that's surrendering to your vulnerability is just taking the things that you don't understand and saying, I'm going to just honor it and love it anyway. You know, <laughs> super powerful. Yeah. Right. And just think energetically, if you can do that, right. And the power of, and the ease of loving yourself and honoring yourself instead of the struggle of fighting against yourself or like literally the turning resistance. your energy against yourself. Yeah. How much easier does life get when you can Free. get in that flow? It's the freedom. Yeah. And to be clear, it doesn't mean that shit doesn't happen. Right. It doesn't mean Absolutely. that like you don't fight with your friends or that like suddenly like your parents are the sweetest people on the planet. Exactly. It's it's just about how you are in in those. It's your it's your power. Mm -hmm. It's your power. It's basically saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take all the things that I have, things I don't understand, the things that I don't like, (laughs) and I'm gonna choose to honor and love you anyway. And then when you can master that and take the time, I'm gonna understand this. It's like no one really knows physics, right? Like when you when someone applies it to you and they're like, oh, here's physics. You're like, okay, yeah, maybe I could be good at this, but you have to, you honor yourself to be a student. So be a student of yourself, be a student of your vulnerability. That's surrender. Surrender to that. Stay being a student. No matter what, keep learning, keep growing. Maybe you might learn something, maybe you might not. Either way, don't judge it. So what I'm, what this brings up for me now, going back to the, you know, the whole thing crux of my work and radically selfish is you got to make time for yourself, right? Like you got to learn how to make yourself a priority and like important enough to focus on and like to come to have those moments in that space to come back to yourself to do this process, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And as, as a superhero, right? Like you don't know how to manage all that. It's sometimes it's going to involve you to say, I can't do it all. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes is like a hit to us because when we feel like we can do everything, because we can, let's be honest, we really can, but it's okay to honor yourself and say, "I, I can't do everything. I've got to make a choice. I've got to choose to hear what I'm, what, what's being said to me. Maybe I've got to take a rest or, you know, take a break or just be with, be with whatever it is, but allow yourself to listen to that. So what do you say to women out there that are like, yeah, that sounds great, but I work full time and I have kids Mm -hmm. and I have, you know, I mean, if I stop now, like I can't afford to do that. You know, that's, that's, that works for other people, but that doesn't work for me. Absolutely. What would you say to this? I would tell them if you have a couple of minutes in your day that you, if you, if you're spending any free minutes of your day with thoughts of anxiety, thoughts of worry and thoughts of stress, then you have time to replace all those with things that are going to actually benefit you and give you more energy to continue doing all the incredible things that you're doing. So is it really as simple as just replacing thoughts or choosing a different narrative? You know what? From my understanding, yeah, it is. I actually saw, I'm an extremist, so I saw what it's like to just think of the opposite end. Growing up, you have those doubts, you have those worries, you have this stress, you have anxiety. It made me sick. It made me so sick, physically, mentally, spiritually. Then I'm like, well, hmm, do I have another option? 
Of course, mm. we all do. We always do. We though. always have another option. And that's what makes us such abundant, unlimited, beautiful, spiritual beings that that's what this universe is. Um, now, if you have struggles with being able to change those thoughts, that's why you get a hypnotherapist. <laughs> Great segue, right? <laughs> or you make the time, you write, you honor, 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 because you may not understand. So if you're like, I can't do that, I can't change my thoughts, it's hard for me to do that. No, it's hard because you're judging yourself. So the judgment's going to keep you there. The judgment's going to tell you you're never going to be able to do something. If you say, I can't, you won't. But if you say, I'll try, well, then you're on your way to learning something about yourself. Yeah, that's that's such a tool in my toolbox of understanding how I want things to be and then deciding how or asking myself how I can make them those ways, right? Like something I was just talking about in, in another episode of this podcast is about um, deciding to do things with ease. And it needed to be a decision because I was not raised with that mentality. Uh, I was not even, even if it wasn't consciously, even subconsciously, just looking around at how hard people work and like, and hustle and, you know, and what it's like to, to be successful. The underlying message is shit's hard, right? Yes. And so that's just a narrative that I just was programmed with. Like, well, if I'm going to be successful, it's going to be hard. It involves hard work. And then when I was in that zone, everything around me just proved it, right? Because that was like my belief and and that was just the way that I understood the world. So I could always see proof of that. And it was only when I decided that I didn't, I just didn't want it to be hard, but at the same time, I didn't want to lose my successes either. I didn't want to stop my momentum. Mm -hmm. So I just started asking myself a new question instead of just assuming it needed to be hard, just like, well, how can I make this more easy? Can can this be any easier? Can this feel any better? And, like, and, and it was, yeah. right? <laughs> and, then, and then then I could just be creative, right? But yes. and I could just then I could start to get examples or just see and just like be in that energy. But even that was ultimately I had to ask myself that question. Surrender. You know? Yeah. <laughs> ultimately. And so when we talk about making space, it's not only about like taking an hour every day and yeah. meditation and like it's quitting more. your job or whatever. Yeah. Like, these crazy major things could feel like it can just be learning that you're, you have the answers inside of you, like respecting yourself enough to ask yourself the question. Exactly. Right. You are the student, but you're also going to be the teacher as well. Right. It's that it's interesting. It's like the teachers, like your higher self and then your, your human self is a student and you're just trying to like work together to get to the ultimate goal. Well, when that, when you put it like that, it's almost like the human part of you does the fuck ups or like does the real world stuff so that the higher self of you can like swoop in and be like, Oh, let me show you how it's done. Yes. (laughs) And that's really what it is. You know, it's that teacher student relationship and you got to keep being the student no matter what, because there's so much, if we're still here, we still have a lot to learn, Mm -hmm. you know? And then until we're no longer here, then we, you know, then we, I don't know where we go. (laughs) Hopefully a place of love. (laughs) So what, what words of inspiration or what thought, especially at being a hypnotherapist, would you like to plant in someone's mind, perhaps that's listening to this, that's like, all right, this sounds pretty good. Like I'd like to go from a place of 
leaking my power outside of me and being focused outside to like being the, my own expert, being my own guru, like honoring myself in this way. Like, is there a mantra or a phrase or a thought that you'd like to like boop into our brains that we could like remember or think of when we're in that struggle? So it's really interesting because I am also a writer um, and I um, got this download it was inspired by what happened to me a few nights ago. So I wrote um, a poem and maybe this will Please. sort of, you know, resonate um, with whomever's listening. While I'm sleeping, I'll receive two knocks on my heart. My third eye opens. The sun shines bright. Perhaps it's morning. My thoughts say, better wake up. My eyes open. It's pitch black. I glance at the time. It's 3 a.m. I'm fully woke. That's, that's our first poem on the podcast. It's beautiful. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I want to say and even honor like vulnerability and action. I have to walk my talk for sure. Thank you for having me. This has been so much such a pleasure. Thank you. Um, you know, each one of these conversations is so different with what my guest with what each person like brings to the table. And I found this to just be a really uh, inspiring and insightful dialogue with you. So thank you. I know I have a lot to think about. So I'm sure our listeners do too. Ooh, I love that. I love that. I'm so grateful. Pleasure. And for everyone that's listening, we are going to upload, of course, the show notes, um, choice quotes from Gabriella, and also links to her site and her really awesome and popular Instagram account too. So you should definitely follow her really inspiring stuff that she's posting. I know that whenever I see it come up in my feed, it always makes me stop and pause and think. So thank you. Very grateful. Putting your energy. I love you. (laughs) I love you too. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much to our guest, Gabriella, and to everyone for tuning in. If this episode taught you something or inspired you in some way, please leave a rating and a quick and easy review. And of course, share it with someone you love, especially if they're into hypnotherapy, consciousness, the universe, you know, those things like that. (laughs) We'll see you next time where I'll be talking to another incredible woman who's doing her damn thing because, well, if you don't do you, then who will? Stay blessed, y'all. The wise, a painted chapter of the life. Keep it in the style, pattern customized. Pen another phrase about the wise, a painted chapter of the life. Keep it in the style, pattern customized.